What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, Mario Lopez here, back for another installment of Listen to Mario. Been having a lot of fun doing this podcast because we really do have interesting people from all walks of life stopping by. And this week... We got one of the biggest names in news from CNN, Mr. Don Lemon. Don, of course, is the host of CNN Tonight and is not afraid to give his opinion. So lots to talk about with him. Let's get into it. Listen to Mario. Don Lemon, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm very excited that you're here. Every time I see you, you're in better shape. I hate you. Oh, man. Well, I love you. (laughs) You look great, man. Thank you. And I I ask this with respect because I... I think we're about the same age, but you look, you look, you look good. Like young. How old are you? I'm way older than you. No, nah, come on. I'm 53. Is that right? Yes. Dang, you look good. Yes, I'm 53. Three yeah. years old. Yes. Not that that's old. By the way, I'm you know <laughs> turning 46 in a couple of months, so that's good. I'm gonna be right there. Are you there. serious? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, man. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, we got that oily skin. <laughs> Hopefully, keeping us uh, uh, looking young. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling young, except in the mornings after long nights, and it's a little well, achy and stuff. I see you, and then I, and then I remember, like, I Saved by the Bell, and I was like, wait a minute. I was older than him for Saved by the Bell, but I remember Saved by the Bell. I'm like, he ain't no spring chicken. No, no, but you no. you look good. Yeah, no, thank Mario, you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know you're interviewing me. That's right. You've taken over the world. I can't go any, I, I look up on my TV, you're there. Now you're on the radio. And then I go in my hotel room. The first, I turn the TV on and you're right there. Do you have Mario Overload? Oh my gosh. Who has more jobs? You or Ryan Seacrest? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe the Latino version right there. So we'll see. <laughs> you're Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> on, on, the West Co- on the West Coast over here. But uh, by the way, I, I know you're a New Yorker, but uh, you're from, I want to get back to wh- where you're from originally, right. but I, forgive me for not saying congratulations because I know you got engaged. Blink, Look at bling, that. Right? Oh, you blinging out right yeah, here. Yeah, I'm blinging out. I said, if I'm going to get married, I want some bling. Because I grew up never thinking that I would get married. I didn't think I could get married. Were you until... opposed to it? or No, I wasn't opposed to it. I kind of fought it. That's a good question. You're good. I kind of <laughs> fought it for a little bit because, you know, during the time that I came around, you couldn't, gay people couldn't get married, right? Mm-hmm. Or if they did, later on, you could have a commitment ceremony, but it re- wasn't recognized. 
and on and on. So I never thought I could have kids, never thought my relationship would be public, never thought I'd be legally married. And then once it became the law of the land, I was like, oh, well, this is cool. I don't want to be that heteronormative. I remember when gay people were cool and different and you didn't have to get married. I thought that was one of the benefits, to be honest. I was jealous. I know. <laughs> I was like, damn, so, how about and, that? And now we can be just as miserable as heterosexual. <laughs> right. So, you know, give up half your shit if it don't work out anyway. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I met someone and I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then, you know. Um, well, you're at that good age, though. You, yeah. You, you know, like. Yeah, you still you look young. If you, but at the same time, uh, you know you're busy. You've got a lot on the plate. It's nice having a little um, some some sort of uh, uh, complacency in that department, right? Right. Well, consistency. That was so the word I was looking for. Yes. That was the word I was. But looking also, for. you would know. You know, when you're in this business, you never know why people want to be in relationships with you, right? So if you met someone, you met your wife young. So you know, before you were like, ah. so I didn't. I didn't have all of that. I never knew why people wanted to be in a relationship with me. And then once I met someone who just loved me for me, I was like, all right, well, this is cool. And it started to change. But it was weird. We were both talking to the same jeweler at the same time. So we had a friend who's a jeweler. He's a Canadian. And his name is Mark Lash. And so I emailed Mark. I said, hey, I'm ready for some rings. Can you give me, send me some designs, some ideas? And he's like, didn't get back to me. I'm like, well, damn. Huh. Why isn't he getting rude? To me? Yeah, I'm like rude security. <laughs> and so then I then I emailed him again. And he goes, Oh, he goes, Are you sure you're ready for that? All right, I'll be I'll be in New York in a couple of weeks. You ready like, for rings? Wait, I, I'm I, like, I, Why is the jeweler asking? You're, you're a shrinker. You sure you're ready for rings? I'll be in New York in a couple of weeks. I'll come. I'll stop by your office and we'll do blah 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 blah. And then once Tim came in and made the you know and and and, and proposed, I realized, Oh, so he proposed. How do you do it? Uh, so he, it was his birthday and he told me like before he had it on his calendar. He said, birthday is my day. I said, yes, babe, it's your day. You can do whatever you want. And he said, so I want to cook breakfast at home, spend time with the dogs. Then I want us to go out and get, uh, manicures and pedicures. I'm like, what? Okay, fine. His day. He wanted, he wanted oh, my there hand go. to See? look good for the ring. Wanted it on point. I had no I... idea. I had no idea. <laughs> So we did. I, I woke up and I was like, you know, being me, I'm like, ah, do we want to cook? We're going to mess up the kitchen. There's no cleaning lady today. I don't feel like cleaning. I don't yeah. want to do anything. <laughs> and so he said, all right, well, let's go out. So we went, found a place where we could take the dogs and sit outside. And we, so we went to breakfast. And then I went and got a manic pedicure with him. And then we were going to a party that night. And I said, I'm just going to go in the room a little bit and chill because we're going to have a long night. Maybe I'll take a nap for a little bit. And so he comes in with the dogs. And I'll jump on the bed. And he goes, have you seen the new dog tags? And I'm like, no. So I look at it and it looks like, I was like, what is that? A bone is like a ribbon. And then on the little tag, it said, daddy, will you marry Papa? And I was like, what? And I looked at the other and I'm like, what? And I looked at him and I said, are you serious? And he said, yeah. And he goes, he's like, Ooh, he's demo. One knee. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Day. And I look at the it. box and it says Mark Lash was the jeweler. And he said, yeah. ah. I've got, I love you. Uh, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, blah, blah, blah. And his, his hands were trembling and his lips were quivering. I'm like, are you serious? And then I looked at him and I'm like, he's serious. And so I didn't laugh. And then I just looked at him and I said, oh, I said, of course, I'll marry you, silly. Ah, that's uh, great, then, yeah. man. So, uh, have you have you set a date yet? Are you going to have a long engagement? No, we, we're trying. We're trying to figure it out. It's weird with schedules, and I don't know if you have to. I don't know if you. Maybe not for you, but for me, I have to think about the new cycle. Mm. So either I do it this year, which is probably not going to happen because it's too fast, right? Or I have to do it like next summer, but I got to do it before 
the conventions and the debates and all of that, and then it'll be an election. Right. And then also think about it. If there's like really big breaking news, I could lose like half my wedding party. Right, right, right. <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> will true. show up, you right? Kinda, when's so, the slowest time of the year? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, most likely it'll be either late this year, probably not, but most likely early next year, maybe April or something like there that. There you go. Right yeah, on, yeah. man. Well, congrats. It's Thank good. you. Thank well, things you. going great personally as well as professionally, but I want to go back to the beginning because I know you're from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Spent a lot of time there, as a matter of fact. You did? I think, yeah, I love that. Man, I love the food. Yeah. I'm a, Here's the thing about Cajun food. What? This is uh, my ex was from there, so believe me, I know about Louisiana. Um, love Cajun food, right. and that's that type of food. And I always say you can always get like good Italian, good Mexican, other type of food, but that kind of food you could only really get in Louisiana. Louisiana. So I love it. Are you not as passionate about it? Are you it? kidding me? Because I'm like crazy passionate. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm a big foodie. So listen, I don't have abs because I because I like because <laughs> I like to eat and. I, well, I, I just, I love to eat and I grew up on butter and fried foods and lard and fried foods and everything is fried. Like <laughs> right, 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 right. Everything is fried. Where's the accent though? Um, if I go home or if I talk, like if, when I talk to my family, it and it'll come out on some words, some people will be like, you realize you just said y'all or whatever, but. <laughs> but the Louisiana accent is kind of like, well, and I don't know if it's it's different more from like the Lafayette area, but they kind of talk like that. They're going to suck kinda, the head it, of them, that goldfish. Yeah, it's different, right? And yeah. it's different from the rest of the Southern kind of. It is, but also there's one. Uh, I love that area. That's close to uh, to New Orleans. It's like Lutcher Gramercy Reserve. Where everybody, my, my, my dad was talking, hey, baby, how you doing? We going down there. You won't, you won't come up. We're going to have some red beans. Yeah. You know, there's like a different. Accent, right. and then there's one accent in New Orleans that almost sounds like a Brooklyn accent. Right. Those right. are the guys who are actually from the city. I've yeah. noticed that. Yeah, so that's true. You, Lafayette, you know Lafayette. Mm -hmm. Lafayette is 45 minutes from my hometown, which is Port Allen, which is West Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. So you Lafayette, Port Allen, which is West Baton Rouge, and you cross the bridge, and you're in East Baton Rouge, which yeah. is the capital. So, I, yeah, I agree. But we just kind of sound like, hey, mama. Hey, mama. Yeah, okay. I'm hungry. Right, right, right. It's very lazy. It's a lazy tongue. It's a lazy tongue. See, lazy I'm, I'm, I'm relaxed after hard. hearing that right there. Yeah. And, uh, and we like to eat and drink. I like, oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and drink. How, uh, how was it growing up for you there? Did you like Louisiana? I love Louisiana growing up. Um, you, you know, I Louisiana was hot and yes. smelly. and <laughs> It's um, humid. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's human. Like you, you know, and that's why you, that's why people say Louisiana, you got that good skin. Cause it's all humid. Everybody's it's all mo everybody's moisture. like all moisture. Nobody's ashy. <laughs> nobody's. <laughs> There's right. natural, natural ash, de asher. Right, right, right. Um, no, but it, I grew up in, you know, like I said, this little town called Port Allen, there was a sugarcane plant uh, there. I think it was a Steens and they would make like syrup and stuff. So you could smell that. You could smell the tar from the road and the roof. It would get so hot. Huh. You could like smell the dirt. It was just, and grass. It's like Louisiana has this smell and you could smell the swamp and the seafood. Like you could literally smell the water. Like you get next to the river or the lake. You're like, yeah, fishy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when did you leave? I left in like 1990 or so, around 1990. And when I started, um, I, I had, well, I was coming to terms with my sexuality, but I was also house sitting for my aunt who lived in Harlem. And so I would go and they would like go to Egypt and take these long trips to Africa and whatever. And so they said, do you want to come house sit? So she lived in Sugar Hill in Harlem and I would go and um, house a, sit. That's a big and, change. Yes. And then I was like, damn, I love this joint. It was great. Like yeah. it was, uh, it was great. And some, I, I would do it in high school and it was great. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then I would like sneak out um, 
into the Palladium. I would sneak into the limelight, right? right. I, would just be, I would just get back to Harlem all hours and nobody could do it. And I loved it. And I was like, I'm going to live there one day. And then um, my journalism teacher, teacher at LSU told me I would never make it in journalism. And I said, I got to get out of this town. Oh, so you were a Tiger too. LSU. Okay. Go Tigers, yeah. Yeah. Um, were you always interested in journalism or you became I was, interested in school? I was always interested in journalism, but I thought like, oh, I'm not going to make any money. I should do. My dad was an attorney, right? And my real dad, my head who had died was an attorney. So I was like, I'm going to go to school, pre-law, whatever. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll study economics and then go to law school. And I was, I hated it. Like I'm the worst at numbers. I don't know why I thought yeah, that. No, you and I both. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I, if I had like basic arithmetic is like, <laughs> that's my and don't, topped out. Don't let me have done a gummy or like a little high or whatever. I cannot. I'm like, <laughs> Were you taking quizzes? No, that? no. Just like, in a, look, like in a, normally I'm like, oh, 20%. Like the oh, right, right. I can oh, do the, basic <laughs> math. Quick, 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 quick. You're talking like the dumb when I get high, I'm so dumb. So I'm in the restaurant. I get excited when you go to the restaurant and they put it for you. Like yes. the 15, 20. Yes, I, yes, I'm like, oh, yes. I don't have to think. So I'm really like, excited. I'm always like, Tim, do, <laughs> here, take the check. How much is, are you sure that is right? And he's like, Don, it's 20%. And then he'll look at me and goes, oh, I know. <laughs> you, know, you, you did a gummy, didn't you? I'm like, yeah. I did a gummy. I get, I get, real, I get real dumb. Drop but I'm not good at math. dinner, okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it makes dinner much better. Right? Yeah, it does. Oh, and I, but it I, makes I, math much harder, like and I the, said. The, but the, I'm already struggling. <laughs> Even when they suggest the amounts, you're like, is that right? Like, it does, still doesn't seem right. <laughs> See? He knows. Next level. No, they, I, they know. I am, uh-huh. I am definitely math challenged. So, anyway, I decided that uh, that I wanted to... Um, I said, I saw this woman on television, her name was Jean West. And as I think I was in freshman in college or whatever, and she looked like my family. She was this black lady. She's, you know, she could speak uh, articulate English. She wasn't like JJ, like, that. Oh my. not that there was anything <laughs> wrong with JJ, but those were the role models who were on TV, right? Or you had good times and, you know, uh, you old you fool or whatever it was, or Fred Sanford, which is fine. They made a living. I love those people. But I saw someone who, who was relatable and I said, that's what I want to do. I never looked back. What was your first job in uh, media? My first job was at uh, WNYW Fox 5 at 205 East 67th Street uh, in New York between uh, 2nd and 3rd. Wow. So I started there as a trainee in the newsroom making $5 an hour. Dang. It's a six-month program below the poverty level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't afford gummies then. <laughs> that was a probiotic. I just said, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, Chuck, damn. That's, that's unfortunate because we have a lot of math problems coming I know, up. I know. So. I thought we were about to take it to the next level right here. So, so, th- and then, so then I started with them, um, and it was a six-month program where they taught you just how to be, do stuff in the newsroom. And I was just really, really, really aggressive and like, you know, talk to everyone and then that became I became a production assistant and a desk assistant and then a satellite feeds coordinator and then the um, assignment editor uh, field producer writer and then I start I put my own tape together and then I sent it out and got a job and the rest is history yeah well and I think a lot of it I mean aside from coming across uh, articulate good disposition good look and great pipes and I think really? that's it. Yeah. I was I like, it's like the pipes are like, like I hate my voice. Come on. Are you being humble right now? Those I, would, are good I, pipes. I want I, I want to be like, you know, the guys who do voiceover. It's like yeah. drive this shit. See, to me, you sound like that. I must sound like a <laughs> you ever watch you ever you ever now like the voices change over time. Do you remember when 
it used to be like early on, everybody sounded like this. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. they and, have, and, yes. The, and all the actors had this fake British accent. Well, listen, my love. Ah. Right, right, and right. even in the movie, it's right. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, right, so exactly. everybody sounded like that. And then the announcers were all kind of like that. And then you got down the Billy D where everybody was kind of deep, whatever. And now. That was every- kind of cool. Now everyone sounds like a snarky, like entitled, like you want to drive a BMW. <laughs> you ever hear the? You ever hear the commercials? Yeah. yeah. Why not That's drive funny. the best car? It's like. <laughs> Come on. That's They're like condescending. That's the con that is listen to the voiceovers, especially around Christmas time. Listen to the car voiceovers, especially for like for luxury brands. I have to pay attention. Yeah. They're shaming Cadillac, you to purchase. The best <laughs> brand ever. <laughs> how how long have you been at CNN now? Wow, since two thousand six. Do the man. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Thank you. Exactly. Thirteen. Very good, Frazier. Um, <laughs> we're all applauding like you just solved the Pythagorean theorem over here. Thirteen years. How would you say CNN has changed during that time? We have become um, way more relevant. Like we started. Like we invented it, right? And so I think people there was sort of this thing like we invented it and we're just you know oh, we're CNN and then. Um, you know, the other networks came along MSNBC and Fox and started giving us a run for our money. And then we got Jeff Zucker who said, all right, we're going to change the way that we do news. News is not just on a, on a wheel over and over doing headlines. And it's about the most important news of the day. We have a big enough organization where we can cover the world. And so we're going to cover domestic, like a domestic network instead of like covering domestic, like it's a world network. Because we have CNN International, which covers the world. If you want international news, I've seen it. Go, yes, go to CNN International. If you want CNN in Espanol, you go to CNN in Espanol. Right? You go to CNN in Espanol. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get CNN Turk or whatever. So we started covering CNN domestic like we're a domestic news organization. If it was applicable to something happening in the world was to Americans, then we did that. <laughs> and then um, I think he also reinvigorated the network and and made us. Um, a little bit more, a lot more passionate about what we do. And I think you see that on the air. Do you think the mainstream media is biased, including CNN? Do I think the mainstream media is biased? I do not think the mainstream media is biased. I think the, um, the mainstream media, and I can speak for CNN. Listen, there are biased people at networks, I'm sure. Here's the thing that you, the, that differentiates CNN from everyone else. So if you're at a broadcast network, right? You have an owner, you have uh, obligations to your owners, right? Your owners are usually owned by entertainment companies. Sure. So Comcast, you have to, what have you, you've right? got to protect the entertainment part of your company, the wink, the interview. We don't have to protect interviews because we don't have to worry about a network. <laughs> Fox news will tell you we are a conservative network. Our news is skewed toward conservatives. Uh, MSNBC will tell you we're pretty left, right? And we, are skewed towards that. We are not in this day and age. If the truth is not on your side, it can seem that you're being biased. So the Trump administration likes to say that we're biased because we have to call them out when they don't tell the truth and when they don't give facts. So I don't think the news network, the, the news media in, um, in general is biased. I think that that is rhetoric to deflect from what this administration is doing and from quite frankly, from the extremes of both parties that they don't want you to see what's happening. CNN tonight's your show. 
seeing it tonight with Don Lemon, Mario. With Logan. Don Lemon. <laughs> With Don Lemon. Because it says on. If someone just <laughs> said, your show is on, you'd be like, with Mario Lopez. You're exactly right. <laughs> I thought that your show covered it, but. <laughs> when you go into work every day, what, what's your goal, Don? Mm. What, like, what do you hope to accomplish? Very simple. Uh, to inform the electorate, to, to, to inform the viewer, and to, to give the truth. It's just to tell the truth. I have no other agenda than to tell the truth. What's the toughest part? Telling the truth now. Not even not telling the truth, but pointing out the truth. It's tough because you have to do it every day because um, journalism is under attack. It, watching your show, you don't shy away from giving opinion. No. Do you, I give my point of view. Is, is There's a difference, you know. Well, that was my question. How do you balance it while still reporting the facts? So I can give an opinion and say, well, my opinion is that Mario's hair is blonde. Everybody will go, what? You say, well, that's just my opinion. Well, that's not the truth. So a point of view can be based in fact, because we all come with a lens. We all come from certain perspectives. So you may see something differently from your perspective, but there is um, a standard truth there. Had, so, so I give my truth, and then I give, the, I give my uh, point of view, and then I give the facts to back it up. You, you've... Uh been in some headlines giving your point of view yes <laughs> how what's the the feedback from zucker and and uh, the powers that be is it encouraged is there is there a fine line because as a journalist you are reporting the facts but now i think it's sort of the role itself has evolved to you want to hear people who you you watch who right. you respect in a point of view because then or else what why wouldn't you just go on social media right yeah so look, look listen easy answer to that when you said with zucker whatever i'm still here right right, right. So, <laughs> so, that answers that question right. but the other but that doesn't mean you know that i don't have conversations with him that he doesn't give me advice or he doesn't say i think you know with this maybe you went a little hard or with that or that but that's that's life hmm. like it, it is um it is a i think journalism and what we do is a living breathing thing the good thing, the the very good thing about cable news is that I don't think anyone ever wins a fight on cable news, and the conversation never ends, right? And so, if you and I get into it or we disagree, well, then you just come back tomorrow, right? And then we talk about it again. That's what people don't understand. So it is living, it is evolving. So if I get, let's just say, I get into a disagreement with Mario on my show, and we have a fight or whatever, I can call you up and say, you know what, Mario, I went hard. I'm sorry. Come back on the show and let's talk about it. And then I'll say, you know what, I went hard on Mario yesterday. I don't think he got a, a chance to stay to say his piece, so I'm going to give it now. Have you done that? Yeah, I've done that before, of course. But so that's the thing about cable news. So if I were in a different role, let's just say I had the you know the nightly news job like Lester Holt, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't conduct myself in the same way that I'm doing now with a, with a cable news show because that that would not be my role. My role would be to read the news introductions, tell people this is a format of my show tonight, blah, 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 blah. This is nightly news. Right. Our big story tonight is this, this person's covering it. Thank you, this person. Now on to that. That is the role of a network news anchor. That's true. It's funny because he- Which doesn't seem as fun. But you know, No, so, and but, he- So he, I have a very different role. Yeah, yeah. Right. He he um, leads me in most of the markets for yeah, right, and, right, and, right before and, my show. So I see a lot of Lester. Brothers, <laughs> is he good or what? Oh, Lester's oh great. Oh my gosh, but, but, smooth. But, but in watching- his son's a real nice guy too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is a difference. So it, d it does seem more fun and something to look forward to. And obviously you got to stay right. on top and be topical to, to give yeah. these 
uh, but you would have a different. <laughs> you'd have a different role. Think about the morning show people. Think about let's. I mean, since we're just talking about listeners, NBC. Think about the Today Show. Sure. You have to have a personality and do cooking segments. Or you don't do that on the nightly news. Mm-hmm. I don't do that on cable news. So everyone has a different role. Right. It's all media. It's all journalism. It's just different parts. It's like a newspaper. You open up the newspaper. You do journalism. You do the entertainment section of the newspaper. That's right. So it's all the same thing. We're just doing different parts of it. Do you have a favorite guest? Besides Mario Lopez. Have you been on that show yet? I have not had the... Could you the, please have him on and get in an argument and then have to bring him back the next oh. day? <laughs> I feel like that would be amazing. What are you passionate about? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to think about the favorite guest, but what are you passionate about? Are you into current events? I am extremely into current... I'm breaking down for you. I'm extremely into current events. I, I, I love politics. But growing up in this business and... Being a former child actor and into an adult, I've learned that, you know what, my friends, my close friends, people that know me know how I feel, but I never talk it and never, I don't, I don't, not vocal about my, my politics. I'd rather, I'm just an entertainer. I don't want to try to. You separate them out. I separate them out and I don't, and I don't. I I understand you're you're saying the same thing I'm saying. That's your role. That's right. not right. Right. I don't want to be out of pocket. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I don't you, mind. I don't mind talking about my faith, which I know sometimes is sort of shied upon that. And that's fine. I think it's a little bit different. Right. But um, I just I I'm in the people business and I want all people to like me. So I don't want to alienate any fans. <laughs> you feel me? Politics are divisive. It, so and no matter what opinion you have. Right? right. So I'm just like, hey, you know what? I just don't go there. So that's so that's my thing there. I, I listen. I, I but you want to talk. That. You want to talk other kind of current events, pop culture. I'm a man. I'll let your boy because I got you. But that's like Jordan. Jordan. But says, I love watching listen. it, and I love watching it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, and it's sort of Jordan. Jordan said, you're "Like, what do you say? Out of conservatives buy tennis shoes." So he's like, "I don't yeah. want to do that." Republicans buy, buy tennis shoes, shoes too. Yeah. Gonna, so he doesn't right. want to do that. And you understand that if you're a business person, or depending on which part of the business you're in, if someone asked you, Mario, we have this great gig for you to be a cable news anchor, then boom, you would change and do. You'd have to reveal. Right. That part of yourself right. or develop that part of yourself. So I, I totally get that. But, you know, write a book, Mario. Yeah, or well, maybe I can pull it out of you. <laughs> Mario, do something controversial, Mario, so you have to come on the show. Well, that's a, thank God all that part was a pre-social uh, media, and now that's not happening. Pre-internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I have some pictures. But was, yeah, like, oh, I'm sure they're floating around. Wait, did I ever get an answer to my... Oh, yeah, oh, you so, said me. Favorite oh, my guest. Fa- my, favorite, my favorite guest. Wow. Or like recurring guests. What are your um, thoughts on Avenatti right now? Because you guys had him on a lot, and then I'm like, "Oh, homeboy!" Like he was talking about uh, you know a run for president at one point. Before you answer it, what's interesting is Mario and I had to go to Seattle for something uh, like a month and a half ago, and as we were about to take off, Avenatti was texting him. That's right, he reached out. He, he was, wanted to come do the podcast. Yeah, and then wow. and yeah. then he got arrested, and then the shit hit the fan. <laughs> like, like, like a minute later. So, what do I think about Avenatti? Um, he is a force. Like I, we were watching an interview with him, Tim and I were watching an interview they did on CNN just a couple of days ago, and Tim's like, "He's cut from a different cloth. Like he's, like he, the wires go are different. I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Um, but so here's what I think about Avenatti. You know what he is. You see him coming. You know what he is. But he's fascinating to watch. To watch someone who has that much confidence, who is that sure of himself who can take that many risks, who doesn't give that many Fs. Good TV. It's, it's, but it's not even that. It's just like, it's like as, a, as a journalist, you want, you're like, what is that all about? It's almost like, it's like Trump. 
It's like this guy will say anything. He'll do anything. He will do anything to win. It's the same thing with Avenatti. And, it, and it's fascinating to watch. And I think that, that the media it was fascinating for the media to watch him. And it was fascinating for the American public to watch him. And that's really all. It's just that simple. Who knows? I don't know what you're doing. I, 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 I come in here to do uh, this interview with you. I don't know what you do in your personal life. I don't know what you do in your personal life. You don't, don't want to know do. what those But I don't know what you <laughs> and I don't know what you do in your business life. I don't Go know what you do in your business. That's your business. And so, right. you know, every that that's up to him. He'll have to deal with that, but just as from that perspective, he is fascinating to watch. I do have to say this. And he, you know, I think I may have said it to him the first time he came on my show. I said to the crew, and I think I told him afterwards, I said, that guy is flying way too close to the sun. <laughs> he's going to burn. Well, well put. He's going to burn. And, and he crashed. Yeah. And even, <laughs> even he would admit that. He said, this is going to end really well or really badly. Wow. In person, was he exactly like what we were seeing Same on thing. TV? Really? Yeah, same. Just off camera, same thing. Same thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Just as an individual, it's, it's pretty fascinating. You never met him? No, no, he reached out and wanted to do it, and I was looking forward to it, but then he got pinched. <laughs> so, you know, put a, put a pin in that. Do you I, do you go on social media? Because I got to imagine Every it's difficult with a show of your, you know, elk I do to, Twitter for business. Right. Every once in a while I'll scroll through, but, um, and then I'm like, oh, my God, it's so toxic, right? <laughs> Mostly like Instagram, and uh, I, haven't, I can't remember the last time I was on Facebook. Like, I know my Instagram updates my Facebook, but if there's like the work Facebook, uh huh. Um, I'll get the Facebook people at work and I'll say post this or they'll just post stuff from the show. But it's just so toxic right now. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. And, you know, even some of the comments that you see, like Instagram didn't used to be that way. For you, I'm sure it's like, I love you. Look at those dimples. There's some negative. For me, though, from what I do every no, night. No, that's what I'm saying. Just oh because my of what gosh. you do, of course. Oh, you it, should, you doesn't matter read, what you, doesn't you, matter what you say. It. Sure. It, the, the, the MAGA people have taken over my timeline. The homophobes have taken over my timeline. The yeah. racists have taken over my timeline. So I'm just like, y'all have it. Have fun in there. I got to talk about President Trump for a second. Do... It, 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 what do you think his his biggest problem is going into this next election? And does he, does he deserve any praise up to this point? Okay, those are two different questions. His biggest problem, first, I think, is that he's not expanding his base. That he keeps preaching to the choir. And he's doing it for two reasons, which may be smart or may not. One is that he knows he can't lose them. Right? Mm -hmm. Two is because he he needs the praise. He craves it. Right? It's like candy he's like he has to have it it's like air my man will not miss a rally he won't miss a rally <laughs> he loves what, himself a rally <laughs> what he doesn't understand is that those people are going to be with him no matter what even if he you know that so-called pivot if he pivoted to bring people in and so you can't expand by alienating people and so i think that's what he's doing does he deserve any praise you said yes I think, well, I mean, for someone who has no political experience, this is for the, the big picture here, someone who, who had no political experience, um, who most people thought didn't stand a chance in hell, he became the president of the United States. You got to, there's got to be some praise there. Now, we can question and debate how he got there um, and whether he, you know, didn't tell the truth a lot. Right. Bragged a lot and did all these things, but he still became president. So that deserves some praise. Do you think the the whole Russian collusion 
scandal that dominated the airwaves when Mueller came back, ultimately saying that there, there was no collusion, regardless of the obstruction of justice and people saying or the, the questions of obstruction of justice. And he's obstructing what if there's no collusion? What was exactly well, he's saying? Don't people ultimately care, though? Did he do it or did he not? And then they'll move on. Yeah, well, I, I don't think he will get it. He never said no collusion. Collusion is not a legal term. There's no such thing as right that in the legal system. What he said was um, no evidence was to- of conspiracy uh, and coordination. But he said that they they, they did not. Um, what was it? Basically, it didn't meet the legal standard. Right. It wasn't as if they didn't try. And so um, I think that was a thing. But if you actually read the, if people will read the Mueller report, which most people don't do, they get it either from a soundbite or they get it from this sure. thing. So they're not. Well, so people are lazy. They so, want, did he so do it or not? People are headline yeah. readers. So, That's right. what I'm saying. Did he collude? So or he's not? putting out the narrative. So if right. you say, well, they're they're not going to charge the evidence or whatever, just we didn't come to the uh, the evidence or whatever, whatever it sure. says. I, like like my debt, is he going to get convicted or, or not? not? Yeah. That's all. I was like, well, so the, um, <laughs> that part is complicated. But I think you're right. It's a simple part. Well. He's not going to jail. Mueller didn't find this and that. So I think, you know, most people are going to believe that, that there is no collusion and there is no um, what's the obstruction. Right. Even though they said, yes, but we couldn't come to a conclusion about obstruction because we're going to leave that to the Congress. And then Barr came in and gave his spin on it. Now, here we are. And here we are with 20 Democrats announced in the running, which, my right. God, it, it just conti- continues to grow. Uh, uh, grow. W- what are your thoughts on the field, first of all? Ah, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, right? Was <laughs> there was more, a lot, were was, there more Republicans last time? Because I felt it was, like, it was 19. Okay, because I knew it was so roughly, I knew it was more. pretty close. So it was pretty close. Um, what do I think? Hmm. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. 
Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. It's fascinating to watch as an outsider because from my, I know you're very close to it. From outsiders, like, wow, um, Kamala Harris was a lot of momentum. Cory Booker. Who do you find most authentic? Uh, that's a very good question. Who do I find most authentic? <laughs> Biden. Really? Yep. Do you feel that the whole hair sniffing little <laughs> episode, which by the way, I think was totally blown out of proportion with, is that going to come back and haunt him? You think? I think people that- are trying hard for that to come back, but I mean, quite honestly, think about it. Think about the, where we are in this country now. If you are going to vote for a person who, you know, says, grab him by the, you know what, right? Right. Um, who have had multiple women accuse him of doing that. Um, then someone sniffing your hair. What, what is it? I think the whole, I think the whole controversy about Biden and um, about Biden sniffing hair and all that. I think that that is chatter among the media and political class. What about, I the- think most people in America have more important things to deal with. Do you think, oh, sorry. Do you think that's the issue with most stuff? Yeah. Like most things, like the majority of the country doesn't care about a lot right. of the stuff that is just no. screamed about nightly on TV. No. And that doesn't mean that that's not an important issue that right, right, right. Right. women should not be made to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think for the most part, most women understand the difference between that and someone making you feel, someone making a sexual advance. Right, right, right. Right. What about people from the same side though and the same party saying, well, he's, not only of a different generation, but we've moved on and, and almost uh, a cry for, we don't need another old white guy. Uh, we need a person of color. Okay. We could use a piece. Of, no, I'm just saying. I, need, I, I hear said, what you're right? saying. Okay, so he, yes, all but all of that is legitimate. But you have to be strategic and realize where you are in the moment, right? So if so for Democrats now, I think the, the, the moderates and the, the centrists and the people who've been around for a while realize that their mantra has to be who can beat Trump. If they want to win at the end of the day, at the end of the day. And that so, doesn't always seem to be the mindset. That's what I'm yeah, no, but, I mean, Demo- but so, so Republicans fall in line. Democrats eat their own. Yes. And so, um, so th- their strategy for those folks will be who can beat Trump. All those other things are legitimate. Everything that people are saying, fine, we should, we should have a, a, a president who's a minority. We should have a president who's a woman, but is this the time? Can that woman beat Trump? Can right. that minority beat Trump? Can this, you know, can, can that person beat Trump? So all the talk about mixing it up, we're still going to end up with the older white guy who, <laughs> who has the best chance. I mean, it's essentially what you're saying, right? But for, for, as president of the United States, most people who participate in the political process and who vote, they don't care about the age of the person they're voting for, for president of the United States. That's what the stuff And if Biden won, he would be the oldest, right? It, yeah. In history. Right. Well, I, Trump is pretty, Trump is the oldest He's up there, now. but I think if Biden wins. Reagan he, was pretty old. Yeah. Too, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I agree. It, here's the thing. It seems to me, and again, looking from the outside, it seems like a lot of the a lot of the chatter, t- it, it looks like who's trying to out-radicalize the other. And they're getting more extreme. I saw you for a second talking to uh, Kamala Harris. And when Bernie Sanders started talking about convicts being voting. able to voting, 
And you asked her, and I'm glad you followed up, and she said, it's a discussion we need to have. I'm sorry, but with all due respect, no, we don't. I think if you lose the right to live in a free society, you shouldn't have the right to You're vote. You're stepping out of that thing, Mario. No, I mean, I don't think I'm... You found uh, I know, I know, I know. No, but hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got it. Okay, you got it. You're pulling me in, damn it. Damn it, Don. Don slipping me gummies. And I'm the, no, but like, that's just one... I won't go there. Too, but that's just one example, because I'm all... You're a bright guy. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. I know you great. Come on. You get locked up. You're out here murdering people. Why are you deciding? Am I crazy? I'm not. Come on. But, that, but look, at, listen. But my point is, if you start yes. going along those lines, you're just playing into Trump's playbook anyway, right? You're just saying what I said. Okay. So I know. Yeah. I know that you want to. So I was like, are these people hearing them? Because like, I know. I don't even come on. Here's the thing. That way. Here's the thing. You I know think, what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't even think she I think feels that most way. People, most people will agree. If you do something, you go to prison, you go to jail, you paid your debt to society. Right. Right. And you spent, you know, and it also depends on what you did. Right. If you committed a violent crime, it's like it's like violent crime versus like a misdemeanor or like a drug offense or whatever. Right. right. If you go to, if you go to jail for, let's say, the cops back in the day caught you with some weed. Yeah, you should vote. Come on, why not? If, if you serve, you also your shouldn't be in prison for right. twenty years exactly. or something. Yeah. No, exactly. Depends on what it is. Right. Like we were saying, what Bernie said was the question was, "You mean someone like you know the Sarnia brothers for the Boston bombers or whatever?" And he goes, "Yeah, they may be terrible people, but it's part of the whatever." So that oh, he losing right Boston. Question. <laughs> he losing yeah, Boston. No, but, so that's the point. So if I think right. if someone, you know, if someone murdered someone I love, no, I don't want them to vote. Right. I agree. And listen. It, something maybe not as controversial, but I don't, lowering of the voting age. If anything, to me, they should raise the voting age. The lowering. Come here. That, thank you. Right. Yes. That's what I'm talking because, about. Uh, because be the, okay, so so well, sixteen year olds don't even make their own beds. You're going to trust them to pick the leaders? Yeah. Come on. No. But but you know. But here's the thing: male brains, males aren't fully developed until they're like 27 years old. Yeah, there was some story recently. <laughs> there was honestly, men. There was a story it's, recently that said you're not fully adult until you're like. 30 yes, or something. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but uh, here's the thing. Everyone, I see people complaining and taking stances for things um, that they weren't even alive for. <laughs> and they don't know the climate back then. Like, you know, when I, when I came out in 2011, it was a whole different time than now. If I, like, if I was in the closet now, people would be like, dude, why are you in the closet? Nobody cares. Right. But, you know, in 2006 or 20, that was a big deal. Yeah. Like you just didn't, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have a job or whatever. And so times change, things change. People do in their, in the moment, um, what is reflective of society in that moment for the most part. And that's not to say it's right or wrong. That's just the way it was back in the day. Hillary Clinton got a whole lot of guff about the 1994, the, the crime bill, the omnibus crime bill. The one that, that Biden sent, wrote. I sent a lot of people to prison. I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but back then there were a whole lot of black and brown people who wanted that crime bill because people were dying from crack and all of that. And they were trying to figure out a way to stop it. The unintended consequences of it, unfortunately, were people going to jail unnecessarily for long times. And that is awful. And people should answer for that. But that was the time. Right. It just took one documentary to throw sort of the the monkey wrench in the thinking and not putting things in perspective because there was a lot of people. I remember that. It's my old ass. Remember (laughs) that there was a lot of people calling for that. There were a lot of people. It was was out of control. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of people who are out there advocating for things they weren't even alive for. Do you think there's a problem with people actually learning history these days? I do. Yeah, I do. I think that, you know, I, 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 listen, 
that is the foundation of America, and what, you know, one of the that you freedom of expression that you can protest, you can peacefully protest, and you that great, do that. But you should understand what you're doing and what you're fighting for, rather than just thinking it's cool to do it. And I think a lot of young people, unfortunately for me, I think a lot of young people think it's cool, and they they think that they equate the things that we're dealing with now to some of the things that happened back then. There's some correlation. But it's not nearly as hard. Right. I did not have to walk to school. I could go to a, you know, a, a white school, you know, if my parents could have, you know, my right. parents could, could afford to go to. Schools were desegregated by the time I got there. So it was a whole different thing. People didn't stop me from sitting at a lunch counter. No one lynched me. So it's just, you know, it's a different time. Um, but some of the things we're still dealing with, you know, yeah. we're still dealing with police brutality. We're still dealing with... The third rail in our society is is race and racism. All you have to do is look at what's going on, and people are really afraid to address that. And unless we do that, it's not going to change. After Biden, who are your next three in order? <laughs> what? Well, I'm not. You asked me who's the most authentic. I'm not rooting for anybody. Correct. Sure. Well, that's that's not probably well, a fair question. You never question you to ask asked me why I thought that. it was a, the most authentic. No, so. and I appreciate that answer. Okay, so okay let me let me rephrase it. Ask me why, I, and I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, please, please tell <laughs> okay. me why. So, uh, Joe Biden, I'd forgotten that I met him because I I didn't remember that I met him because I I said on air once that I didn't remember meeting him. I didn't know him from Adam, but I was at um a, 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 an event after the White House Correspondence Center, and he was there, and I. And I met him. Someone reminded me I met him with Mayor Bloomberg, but it was just in passing. Nice to meet you. It was a funny story because we got out of the car. There was traffic. We were going to this party at the it was the Vanity Fair party for the White House Correspondents. And so everybody's in traffic and people got out and started walking. So I got out with my friend who I was with and we were walking. And all of a sudden these guys come and say, can you just back off a little bit? And we were like, what? what the <laughs> and they had like things in their ears and we're talking. I'm like, we're like, they're like, and then we looked. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's the vice president. <laughs> so we I didn't realize, so we just kept walking, and they opened the side gate, and everybody walked in. They thought I was with the vice president, so I just walked into the Vanity Fair party, with every, like, and, and through the side party gate of the house. Yeah, everyone's like, "Welcome!" Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I started calling my friends, "Come to the Vanity Fair party! Yeah. They're not even checking. You can just walk in." And my friends got there, and they're like, "Don, we cannot get in." And then we realized that we got in from. So that's when I met him, but it was a very short meeting. Anyways, my sister died. You know, Joe Biden lost his son. Yes. So my sister died. A couple of sons. Yes. Uh, and a daughter, I think, yeah. was hit by a car. Oh, when God. Young. Worse. So um, Joe Biden, I get this 202 phone on my, and I don't usually answer. And I was just sitting on the couch. It wasn't long after my sister died. And I answered the phone. Um, and they said, Don Lemon? I said, yes. And they said, um, this is the vice president's office. Stand by one moment for the vice president. I'm like, yeah, right. So I'm like, is Mike Pence on the phone? What the hell is that? <laughs> So he goes, he goes, and he goes, Don, Joe. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it's Vice President Joe Biden. He talked to me for an hour about grief and, um, you know, how, you, how to deal with it, what I was going to go through. If I ever needed him, here's a number to call. He didn't, he wasn't even running then. I was like, are you going to run? He's like, I don't know. I got to figure it out. You know, I'm dealing, still dealing with my things. Who, no one has done that. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Landrew did that because I'm from Louisiana, of New Orleans, but- no one I know has done that. So he is the real deal when it comes to authenticity and he wants you to love him and he actually cares about you. So that's why, you know, I know when people say, oh, the hair and whatever, he's just kind of, kind of, that's his thing. That's a great story. So that's, that's why I think story. he's the most authentic. Get it. Him out of the equation. Who, let me ask it this way. Who has the best chance 
um, to to beat Trump in 2020? Okay. Top three in order. Okay, so I okay I I don't know. Okay, so if I ooh. if you were a gambling man right now, by him out of by now the by now the equation. Um, Kamala Harris, number one, really. Buttigieg and maybe Bernie. I'm not sure. Wow. I don't know. Well, I say Kamala Harris. Rourke because, has fallen out of that. That he was because he was the darling. So I'm just fascinated how. The, well, the I say I say Kamala Harris because Kamala Harris is formidable, and she's very smart. And I was up there on that stage with her, and she's going to be a force in the debates. Pete Buttigieg, I say, because this is all going to come down to, and I, I'm judging that on not on popularity, not on you know who you like and all that. It has nothing to do. He with is it. a very likable guy and incredibly smart. But I, the experience, though, he's uh, he also, but that's a whole other show. You're but, asking me but, about. No, no, no. I know, but he also seems more moderate. Okay, than, but than think the about no, this. he no, he does. Yeah. But at the same time, but then I thought, but well, wait a minute, he's just a mayor. Here's what's gonna. <laughs> here's what's gonna matter. You know what I mean? Think about fast forward. To the debate stage. Mm. You said take Joe Biden out of it. Yes. You got Trump on the debate stage with whoever the Democratic nominee is. So you have Trump on the debate stage with Kamala Harris. Okay, him hitting her, getting personal. That's going to be a little he bit can't become, He can't be coming up with little woman. nicknames right. for her. Right. Okay. So that's, or, that's or the only reason Pete. I'm saying this. And then you <laughs> got Mayor Pete. Well, I, but he will have, you know, if you're in politics, you have other people do your dirty work. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? So he'll have, Mayor Pete is the direct opposite of what this president is. So all... Mayor Pete would have to do is say, really, I'm just, I'm a whole lot smarter. And that answer was dumb. Hmm. It just has to sort of treat him like, okay. All right. Right. And just move on and do his thing and give a really smart answer. He is the perfect counter to Trump. And then the other person is Bernie. Listen, people love Bernie or hate Bernie. He's a force. And he knows how to handle a debate stage. And that's the only reason I say that. Do you think the situation, though, in Venezuela, for example, that's going on hurts his whole socialism, so his campaign? I think, really? I think, I think what's happening in Venezuela is good for uh, the people in the party who like to point to, in the Republican Party, who like to point to Democrats as socialists. But again, if you do your research, you, it will show that the people who are really far left get the most um, media attention, get the most attention, the party is really to the center. The people who really vote are in the center. The people who really vote are not on social media. They're not mm. on Twitter. Right. Maybe they're m- more so on Facebook, but they're not the people who are yelling at each other on Twitter. What are your thoughts on AOC? I think she's really bright and really smart. And I think she, if she continues in this vein, then she has a really um, long career in um in politics, and I think maybe she could be president one day. I know that's a bold statement. That Do you is, think standing on all those tables ruined Beto O'Rourke's chances? He's a big dude, too. <laughs> I think after a while, people are like, "Okay, what is what are you doing? Yeah, what do you what what do you stand for?" Well, and he doesn't have much substance, does he? Right. Well, yeah. the same thing. People want people want Buttigieg to show like, "What are your policies?" Yeah. Well, I think and, I think everyone wants to see from the Democratic candidates, okay, we get it. You hate Trump, but what are your policies? What do you stand yeah. for? But no one is talking what? about Trump, except for Biden. Not one candidate, unless people the guy, ask them. The guy with the best chance. Biden. Biden, right. Biden is. came out and went right there. Right. Boom. And now, who, who's everybody talking about? Right. Trump and Biden. They're fighting. 
He's hitting Biden. It's like we're in the general already, and there has not even Trump. Yeah, that's a, that's the, the the tone it had. Trump 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 slipped on his name game too. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. He could have done better. <laughs> he could have yeah. done better. Better nicknames. Sleepy better Joe. Nicknames. Wah, wah, he's losing um, it. So I hope he, Joe comes back with one for him. <laughs> you know the reason why I said that. I mean, um, by the way, Joe talking, will too. I think oh, Joe's yeah. like he's pretty. He's going to come with a nickname. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty easy for think about it. It's pretty easy for Joe or anyone. So Joe's thing is going to be if you know if he talks about um, you know women being uncomfortable and calling him, or he calls him creepy Joe too, right? If he talks about that, all Joe has to say is, "Really, you're going to call me creepy?" And you know, all he has to do is say, "I have two words for you, Stormy Daniels." And then, boom, that's the end of it. Yeah. Buttigieg can say... <laughs> He's going to be like, yeah, I smashed. <laughs> and what? <laughs> right? yeah, there's, definitely go yeah. there's definitely some topics that you've got to think Trump's going to have a hard time bringing up like but that. But he doesn't, he doesn't But care. I don't think he cares. I'm, yeah. looking, I'm looking forward to seeing the Democratic field and see if they do go after each other. I think that's going to be a pretty interesting dynamic there. Oh, they will. They got to, they right? You do. have to. Gosh, because they haven't yet. Because they haven't yet. So um, before we, we wrap it up, obviously because politics have been dominating the majority of the news, what what stories do you think are being ignored, Don? Um, I just want, did you see the latest CNN poll? It's like uh, Joe Biden, 39%, and then everybody else is like close to teens or 20s. Like wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, what's the most what? What stories do you think are being ignored? I don't know if any stories are being ignored because I think people think that stories are being ignored if they don't see them on CNN domestic, right? If you turn on the TV, but if you also, there are other sites, digital is like, you know, huge now. It's like, you know that Mm -hmm. it's like slowly taking over broadcast. So to say that those stories aren't getting uh, any play, all you have to do is look for them if you want to find them. Um, I do think that um, we don't cover domestic terror enough, like the problem with domestic terror and how to figure out what to do with it and how do you figure out who's more prone to it until something big happens, like someone gets shot, people get shot in a synagogue. I think that is the most important story um, that deserves more play. It's, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, let's just be honest. If someone, if someone is, you know, Muslim, there are things that people look for, like, oh, are they, did they start isolating themselves? Number one, they do it because you're a Muslim. If you're a white guy, how do you, what, what, do you, what signs do you look for? What makes people realize? Because many times in terror, people look for physical descriptions, religious backgrounds, and those sorts of things. For domestic terror, there is none of that. Social media has had a role, wouldn't you say? Yeah. As far as... Now, there's so many wonderful things about it, too. But at the same time, you can now channel your energy to like-minded people of the same demonic mindset and what have you and cultivate a following or maybe have the courage to do something horrendous. Well, you even see people encouraging people. Well, that's exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You look at the kid that just happened with the synagogue. His parents said, we didn't teach him these things. We don't know. He must. We don't know how, where he learned. And that's what I mean by that. So what do you. How do you do that? Because I don't want to see any more people die. Right. It's hard to monitor. Exactly. Right. It's it hard like to a... figure it out. And listen, and when people get it twisted, when I say, how do you profile that? I mean, like professional profilers. That's yeah. what profilers do. They right. profile murderers. Uh, you profile terrorists. You profile all these things. But how do you come up with a profile for that? Mm-hmm. For someone who just looks like the guy next door. That's tough. You want kids? I used to. 
Well, you, you, you have enough. You can like spare one. Or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go. Yeah, hey, you I do. Babies am I? You babies am I? I'm starting to think about it. Yeah, I think I do want kids, but you know, man, I'm old. Man, yeah, I want. So yes, the short answer is yes, I a, do want kids. A man, I don't know if it's a luxury or a curse, but you can always, <laughs> you know, you, you, it's, you, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's kind of, <laughs> exactly. Don, it's kind of a curse. I, I could talk to you, man, for another couple hours, but I know you're busy, and uh, um, I look forward to uh, getting together. Hopefully, again. Are you gonna have a last question? Are you gonna have like a banger blowout wedding party, or are you gonna like elope? Because if it's if you're going next level. I take parties to the next level, just so you know. And the real question, the real question is, is he being invited? That's, Put that's you what on this the spot. Is. Come on, player. Making that list. Damn. I'm going to sneak in like you did with, I'm going to sneak in like you did in the Vanity Fair party. I was invited. I just got in. The, I just got in. The sure. Thing. Of course. Of course. Yes. Um, maybe we'll have you perform the ceremony. Hey. Oh, there you go. There no, can you imagine this wedding? Mario Lopez performing it shirtless. <laughs> Damn. Why we got to get shirtless? Like every gay man in America would be like, hey. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get which by the way I'm down we just gotta get the tequila flowing prior <laughs> I don't we haven't decided I, I tell him I was like we either gotta go like friends and family or it's gotta be huge cause I can't be in between cause I'll piss off a lot of people yeah exactly okay right? fair enough meanwhile Check out Don Weeknights on CNN Tonight. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. With Don Lemon. CNN Tonight with Don Lemon. Gosh dang it. I am so sorry. (laughs) CNN Tonight with Don Lemon, for God's sakes. And make sure you follow him on Instagram, at Don Lemon CNN. Thanks for coming by. (laughs) It was a pleasure being on OWN. So don't forget, new episodes of Listen to Mario dropping every Friday on Mario.com to catch up on the podcast. And please make sure you follow Listen to Mario on iHeartRadio and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. More fun next week. Thank you so much for listening. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.